0: I I have... Welcome back to the Crooked Spine Show. Are you a woman over 40, even a little bit younger, dealing with postpartum, dealing with menopause or perimenopause? You've been told by your doctor everything is normal, your labs are normal, your homes are normal, you'll get over over a period of time, and really got no answers from your doctor. Today's talk is with Dina Freeman. She's an expert, my functional clinician expert helping women, because she's gone through this, how to get through this and get the help and recover from these conditions. She talks about mindset, talks about lifestyle, talks about the proper amount of sleep to get, and how to get better sleep. So not only will she help you overall balance your hormones if their hormones are off, but give you a way to your body to reset and stay at a better, normal, optimal level so you can't go back in these stressful events. At that point, feel overall stressed from these conditions. So enjoy the talk, my friends. Listen to Miss Deanna. She has great phenomenal advice for for someone dealing with these conditions or just in general lifestyle, and learn how to keep your body healthy over time. So again, connect with Deanna. She has her links in the overall show. Get her free sleep guide too, and realize it's going to be also a video along with a podcast, so you can listen to both ways for one too. And also a previous podcast and links will be there too. So enjoy the week, my friends. Enjoy the talk with Miss Deanna, and we'll see you next week. All right, another show, Crooked Spine Show. I'm Dr. Tony, the host of Crooked Spine Show. I'm here in Upland, California. Dina Freeman is in South Carolina. We're going to talk about why does experience matter when you when you look for help, especially medical help, okay? Miss Dina has been a nurse for about uh, 20 years. She's helped a lot of people can empathize what they're going through. And we're going to talk about our topics today will be about postpartum, about uh, uh, being a menopause and perimenopause, also insomnia, how that works. And what's the mindset to recovery and things like we're going to even add more topics as we go. We want to see exactly, especially women with over 40, how can we get help for myself, my wife, women in my lives, along with our audience here too, that they haven't had help from their medical doctor. They've been told everything's are okay. It might even be a psychological problem for one too. No, talk to Dina. She can explain her experience here and how, what she's done with her clients in the past to help you understand how get help outside of your healthcare professional that we pay insurance for. Right. So, you need to take it away. How do you get into this?
1: So, I've been a nurse. I've been in healthcare for over 20 years. I've been a nurse practitioner for probably the last seven years. And I've been into functional medicine about five. How I went from traditional medicine to functional medicine, I decided to have a baby at 42. So, thank you. So he's four now, but that changed my mindset about mm-hmm. how women. Perimenopausal, menopausal women—just how to take them seriously. Symptoms are real; they should not be dismissed. I think that as women, we have been not dismissed, but we're wives, we're moms. It's kind—we've of kind of, kind of begun to normalize the anxiety, the the mental issue, the, the mental health, the fatigue. We just normalize it all because we are kind of well. You're a wife. You're a mom. You just had a baby. You're going to be tired, so we've learned to normalize that when that's not okay. That's when really you say not
0: normalize, okay. Normalizes that means like it's almost like if that's the average, I'm within the average, correct? Right. Correct. Correct.
1: Correct. So, you know, just having a baby baby at 42, yes, our hormones, So my hormones were already probably going a little crazy, and I just tailspun them just by deciding to do that. So, but it made me really look at my female patients and their symptoms as real and try not to put a band-aid over and we try i try to start addressing them and then even after having a baby he had like some just minor skin issues that just kind of sent me down the functional medicine mm-hmm. hole of looking for root cause versus just slapping a steroid cream on it
0: got it and what and why do you think why do we treat our babies our kids especially infants we want to think we're more specific about doing more natural versus ourselves if you want to call it that why is that? Why is that more common in, in, in newborns or parents wanting it for their newborns?
1: So I think the difference in the two is for me, I need to feel better now. I don't now. So it's that instant gratification of sometimes if you can give me a pill to make my anxiety go away or to give me some energy today, then mm-hmm. let's just slap a band aid on it and fix it today so that I can be optimal to help my baby find the root cause of his issues. When in reality, we should be finding the root cause of all of it.
0: Good. So it's almost like going okay. Why do not we treat ourselves as well as we do other people around us, even our pets? We we spend so much money on our pets every year. Take our take our own health as serious so we can yes, yes we can worry about our baby today, our our needs today, but also long term how do we want to live our life? What's your quality of life want to be, correct?
1: Correct. Correct. Good.
0: Good, good. I think as
1: moms though, we put ourselves on the back burner because we're trying to fix everything else first.
0: Yes, yeah, so and that's why in the two professions that I I, if you want to call a door as nurses and moms, because they're basically thrown to everything. Hey, take care of the mess and we'll be back later. I don't Perfect. know what's going
1: to happen. <laughs> and later, very rarely comes for most of us.
0: You know, later is like later in life, not even yes. this year. Later Absolutely.
1: In life. Absolutely. And getting to topics
0: too, I saw a lot of your reviews. What is postpartum and how do you help your clients with postpartum?
1: So postpartum part of mamas are my favorite um, because they you're trying to take care of yourself. You're trying to take care of this new baby. You're trying to shut off all the advice and all the things. I mean, even if it's not your first baby, it's still a new baby. Everything mm-hmm. at home changes. So it's just making sure that they take care of themselves, trying to encourage that they take care of themselves first, set boundaries with other people. Just I, they're just my favorite, just because their hormones are just all over the place and they're trying to figure out this whole new life.
0: <laughs> it's almost like it's especially I want to say the first because I, I patients come in and go they had a new baby, maybe the the wife or the husband. You we have a, as a parent of four, I have no idea if if the kid the new child is going to be sleep through the night, not sleep through the night, be colicky. This it's, you have no idea until you have that child in front of you, and you have to react to it. And then, how do your how does your body physically and mentally deal with that stressor every day?
1: Right, that's right. So I had so I there's a huge there's a 17 year age gap between my baby and my baby. I have two older children and then Mm -hmm. this one, and I was not in healthcare at the time. I was in healthcare with the little one, and that was a double edged sword because being in healthcare, knowledge is power, and sometimes ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm.
0: So it's almost like you feel more naive. You you trust someone else to do it versus hey, look, I've heard this before. You start asking questions to your doctor, like that doesn't seem right. I mean, what right. about this? You start asking more questions. They go to a rabbit hole where now you That's, have yes. more to do. Absolutely. Wow. And with postpartum, what level of stress goes from normal stress to postpartum condition? How would someone? How would someone feel that or no? Hey, look. Maybe I'm there now versus I'm just being stressed. So it's.
1: have to you have to be cognizant of your own stress level really before the baby comes to kind of know where you can handle it versus where you need to get help you know i've had some and most people that have come to me have been at that very end of i've tried to handle it myself but now i'm way i've gone way down the rabbit hole and i'm far you know but then you've got to make sure too that those postpartum mamas that it doesn't turn into postpartum psychosis you got to make sure that they're safe baby safe all of that but most of the people that reach out to me you know, I encourage my pregnant mamas, you know, I worked in primary care forever. Um, I still work in primary care, but so I encourage my pregnant mamas to reach out, not just follow up with their OB after the baby comes to, but make sure they follow up with their primary care provider as well, because we may see things a little differently than the OB. So I try to encourage them to just be cognizant of where they are before baby comes and then after baby comes and not to wait until the stress is just completely out of control.
0: A lot of it is to would someone like yourself then ask also the husband, "Hey, has your wife act differently? Does she does she look much more, more anxious? Is she more depressed sometimes? Has she done things that are not her normal routine?"
1: Exactly, exactly. We try to I try to make sure I ask family members to make sure that other people are aware of what's going on, and just to make sure that my postpartum moms know that it's okay to ask for help. It is okay just because you already have three babies at home and you should be a pro at this does not mean you're going to be.
0: And what type of signs would you feel, say, medical signs that you would feel or, or look for in some of that's postpartum?
1: Um, as far as anxiety, I would say just, you know, I know for me, after after having a baby at 42, my anxiety was through the roof. I wouldn't leave the house mm. with him by myself. Mm. I wouldn't. I mean, we live in such a different world now, but I wouldn't leave the house with him by myself. Um i had a really hard time asking for help i kind of just was hovering like so there's just a lot of different things to look for because everybody is so different mm-hmm. but just the racing heart rate you know anxiety can present as physical symptoms as well so if you know the anxiety the racing heart the sweating the just so many different things to look for
0: and part of that too is you talk about it would it be a diet change also and some people that get more postpartum
1: I, I try to encourage my postpartum mamas to make sure that they're eating healthy, making sure that they're drinking the water because that plays a part in how you feel overall. Anyway, so mm-hmm. definitely when your hormones are going crazy and you're you're trying to just kind of get your body back on track, the nutrition plays a huge part in that. And and going
0: to that too, do you also recommend doing some that like the form of exercise, or is that something like, well, I just don't have the time?
1: I encourage it, yes, because as we know, exercise makes us always feel better. So even if you put the baby in a stroller, go outside and get, get some sunshine, um, as soon as you're clear from your doctor, I highly encourage just taking walks, even if it's just very light exercise.
0: Is there any type of supplements you would recommend for someone that is postpartum?
1: Depending on whether or not they're breastfeeding, obviously, but magnesium and then B-complex vitamins and vitamin D, definitely vitamin D.
0: Good. It almost seems like how do we calm the body down? Is, is postpartum a, if you want to call it a direct link to anxiety, is it basically an anxiety form after, or after birth, or is there something more complex to that?
1: I think anxiety definitely comes after childbirth. Um, I think just the anxiety of just every you know taking the baby home i don't think the anxiety really sits in until you go home because you've got all these people helping you in the hospital and then you're home with this <laughs> new baby and have no idea what to do but i think i think some form of anxiety just comes with bringing the baby home i mean it's just mm-hmm. a whole new experience but then that anxiety also can kind of spiral out of control very quickly
0: yes yeah, so that's what I, that's what i worry about is with my patients for one tooth being a chiropractor a lot of it is when they're having chronic pain has it caused some form of? I, I always level it up. I go: Is do you feel more stressed? Yes. Do you feel anxious sometimes? Yes. Has it led to depression? Yes. Okay, let's figure out what's going on here. That exactly. point is the body's effect of the body changing its hormones. And say, and, it, and it, I, I would explain to my patients more of a stress state. So now you're stuck here. How do we help you get out of here? Maybe hopefully naturally, but if not, even going medically if need be, so you get okay. as soon as you can because it takes time, right? Right. What's the time frame to help someone to get out of postpartum when they're in that state? I know it varies probably I was gonna
1: say it definitely varies. I yes. think if it's an acute anxiety, like if it is acute anxiety, I mean you may it may require medication to kind of get them leveled out while we work on getting them to, you know, getting the root cause. Sometimes I think postpartum is the root cause. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're told as women, oh, you gotta give everybody a year to get back normal. Well then your baby's a year old and you just miss the whole year. So uh-huh. I think that it's just, you know, I think postpartum can contribute to being part of the root cause. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I think that if the nutrition is balanced and the water is there and the light exercise is there and we're doing all of those things that we should be doing anyway, I think that that will decrease that postpartum episodes of anxiety.
0: When we all know we're going to have stressful days, right? We're going to have days or betas, one, sleep but all, We don't feel good. Something else happens in our life, for one, two. But we're talking about someone that is dealing with it daily. Doesn't matter what the stressors are, their their mindset is in that. We call it psychosis. That level of of stress all the time. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. How much does insomnia have to play into postpartum, or is that something different?
1: I think it plays a part. I think postpartum mamas need their rest. But I think insomnia is something that so many women, so many people in general, but, you know, my focus is women struggle with. Um,
0: well, how do you I want to call it diagnosed as some insomnia? What's a good definition of I haven't slept in three or four days? I, I don't sleep when I have this stress. Or how would you? How would you define or Give it a give well, I it a
1: typically I typically try to ask my patients, do you have trouble falling asleep? Do you have trouble staying asleep? I think both of those contribute to anxiety, but I try to teach good sleep hygiene for mm-hmm. my patients and just making sure. I mean, I think our cell phones are probably our worst enemies when it comes to yes. when it comes to sleep hygiene, but it's just mindset changes and breaking those bad habits.
0: And and what's the what's the cause of the cell phone I even call it the iPad so people are like I love to read or any of TV the all of it all yeah of it. all of it and, and it. What, what someone told me before is that it what, what cell phones see especially on social media it lowers your your um, uh what's it called we eat turkey day every day serotonin level every day so when your serotonin level is lower so your body can't relax
1: absolutely and it also decreases melatonin production so your body can't mm-hmm. fall asleep so, but you're, if you're scrolling social media for sure, then your mind can never shut off. I mean, we're never giving our minds time to just stop.
0: But even t- like you said, even TV. Also, I love to watch a show. The problem is, even if it's a B movie, I'll still watch, hoping it get better. That's my hope. But the mm-hmm. problem is, sometimes it won't. But I watch the end, and also I go to bed. I'm like, oh, that was I well, was wasting my hour and a half. Now exactly
1: it's correct.
0: nine thirty, it's 11. Like thirty, t- eleven. I'm like, great, I just lost an hour and a half.
1: That's correct.
0: So, how do you help someone break that habit? What do you normally do?
1: Well, so what I basically teach is one: I have always learned in school, bedrooms are for sleep and sex. Don't put mm-hmm. a TV in your bedroom. Nice. That's what I've always been told. But ninety-nine percent of the population has a TV in their bedroom. Um, I personally, we sleep,
0: America, we need TVs in our bedroom,
1: right? I sleep better if my TV never comes on, but that never happens. That never happens. I do try to cut it off before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um. So I try to encourage no electronics about an hour before, no TV, no, you know, if you want to read in bed, you know, I've learned stay in the living room, leave the lights on, read when you get sleepy, go get in the bed. But we all, no one does that. We read till we get sleepy. So
0: is it reading a book different than reading an iPad?
1: Correct. Absolutely. But because sh- you don't have that light. Yeah. A hundred percent. You should be reading a book, not an iPad.
0: I'm going to have my wa- my wife watches right now. I think I'm going to yes. call right now. Because she loves reading bed in her iPad, I want to go to bed, but I think yes. outside and sleep outside. That's just my, that's my personal. Yes.
1: Care. So when you're awake, you should be up, be in the living room. I mean, you can dim your living room lights, but when you get sleepy, that's when you go to bed. So I encourage my patients: if you get in the bed and you can't fall asleep within 20 to 30 minutes, get up. Just get up, go watch TV in the living room, go do something else. Go to bed when you're sleepy. Um, cut those electronics off. Um, try to go to bed at the same time every night because you can retrain your body. To know when it's time to go to bed, you can retrain your brain to know. Okay, it's time to go to sleep now.
0: Is that cardiac rhythm, or what is that? What's that called? Circadian that's rhythm.
1: Circadian, circadian rhythm. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. rhythm. That's what I was saying. Circadian Card-
1: rhythm. Yep. So but teach your body. You know, exer- don't exercise right before you go to bed. um No heavy meals right before you go to bed. I was saying, because
0: how how does food take important uh, food and in, in, in sleeping?
1: Your body is too busy digesting the food you just ate. It doesn't mm. even doesn't even care if you go to sleep or not. you just put all this food in your stomach that it has to work really hard all night to digest now, but you want to go to sleep. So you're not going to go to sleep. And if you do lay down, you're likely going to have heartburn and everything mm. else that goes along with that.
0: That a food coma isn't really a good thing to do. Okay. No, <laughs> no. How about, I was going to say too, what, what are different levels of sleep? What are different levels of sleep people have? I, I've heard, I, I know what, how would you explain different levels of sleep to people?
1: As far as like your stages and your REM REM sleep. So when you, you want to get into that REM sleep, for sure, that's when you have your best sleep. But if your body is digesting food, if your brain is still processing all the negative things that you just saw on TV, on social media, you just aren't going to get into that good REM sleep. And you're going to feel that when you wake up in the morning, you might have slept eight hours, but you're going to feel exhausted because you did not get that good quality sleep that you needed.
0: When you say REM sleep, how should someone feel in the morning when they get the REM sleep?
1: Refreshed, like they got some really good sleep.
0: I tell people it's almost like you feel like you're re- you 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 charge your whole battery last night, and when you're under Absolutely. stress, maybe physical me- metabolic stress by digestion or psychological stress too, your body stays in an alpha sleep where you're more light sleep. You never get that rest, or so if your body's just stressed in general, you wake up tired, exhaust, like you never slept at all.
1: That's right. That's right. And I really try to teach good sleep habits to my patients and my clients just because that's I mean, that can affect so much. You're not getting enough sleep. And that's your whole next day's ruin. It's just a constant hamster wheel of being tired and trying to get enough sleep. And then if you take something to help you sleep, you really didn't fix the problem.
0: Oh, More band-aids Is there yes. any supplements that are that are good to help you at least short term to help sleep. Any supplements?
1: Yep, um, melatonin. Okay. So, but mel- people take melatonin wrong. Um, mm-hmm. I personally think, you know, the bottle Google says five to 10 milligrams before bed. Well, five to 10 milligrams before bed is going to make you go to sleep, but it's not going to reset your circadian rhythm. So, you put a band aid on it, you're going to get good sleep, but you're not fixing the problem. So, I encourage patients to take one and a half to three milligrams of melatonin after supper. It causes your body to just kind of start winding down, getting ready for just, you know, just winding down for the night. That way, when you go to bed, it might you might not knock out five minutes after you get in bed the first time. But if you do it long enough, your body is going to reset its sleep-wake cycle.
0: Yeah, when you say enough, how often or how many days does it take, an average person?
1: I would probably say, I mean, I, you need to probably try it for 10 days. I mean, a little less, a little longer, but at least 10 days for it to work.
0: It's almost like someone does one day, like it didn't work one day, so forget it. it's not gonna work. No. A hundred percent. Yeah. But
1: you have to do all the things. You can't take yeah. the melatonin after supper and then go get on your iPad for two hours in bed because you've completely negated taking the melatonin after supper.
0: What's amazing how adults are sometimes worse patients than kids because oh. they they think they know too much. They, well, I, I have to get this work on. It's to do it tomorrow. I'm like, why well, didn't you do it earlier? Well, I was busy watching my show that I want to watch every week. Yes. No, record it. Yes. Whatever we going to do. Yep.
1: Mindset. It's all about mindset. We make time for the things that we want to do.
0: Yes. And go, let's, go, let's go right the mindset, since you brought it up already, too. How does mindset help our recovery of postpartum, insomnia, everything we're doing to talk, but we have more topics, too. Let's go right there. It's how does mindset work for your patients?
1: So for me and what I teach, mindset is everything. I think for, you know, specifically for women, because that's what I, that's my passion, mm-hmm. is you know, let's take weight loss. You have to retrain your brain and unlearn everything you have ever learned about dieting. If you really want to make sustainable lifestyle changes when it comes to weight loss and nutrition, because it's not about a fad diet. It's not about a six week program or 30 day program. I mean, you have to make those changes. And then if you eat a cookie, eat a cookie, but don't beat yourself up because you ate a cookie. Just don't eat 42 cookies. So it's, it's a, it's only
0: 41 more. Come on. Women
1: get, women get in their mind though, especially, I'm sure men do it too, but I can only speak for women. Get in their mind that, okay, this is a six week program. So I got to do all these things in six weeks and then I'm good. Or I got a, I was notorious for, I ate a cookie today. I ain't wasting 30 minutes exercise and I'll just start again tomorrow. I'll just eat bad the rest of the day. So it's just, you have to give yourself grace when you, I mean, this is life. There's gonna be birthday parties and weddings and don't don't avoid the things that you love. You just gotta it's balance. You have to learn how to balance.
0: Well, the problem is they don't sell cookies one at a time. They sell them like a 12 dozen uh, box. Well, it's
1: true, but I think true. they go
0: bad like in one day, I think. That's I don't know. I don't true. That's ah, true. Well, look, you get into it too, is you want to be a little uncomfortable, I think, when you're doing anything different to change when you're and my patients the mindset is I'm being a little uncomfortable, but that's good for me. And I'm going to make sure my day-to-day does not affect me tomorrow. I'm going to make sure every day I close out my day and start tomorrow a different day.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Why, and recall- why, do we,
0: why do we beat ourselves up on
1: that? Because it's just it's the way society taught us to be. I think it's just the way the world has taught us to be. And we, when you really want to make changes regardless in your life, no matter what area it's in, one, you have to stop looking at what society says You should be do more, be more, move faster, go faster. You have to just cut all of that out and you just have to retrain your brain. And, you know, you just have to retrain your brain to do things. The way that you're trying to for the goals that you're trying to accomplish, instant gratification, worst thing ever.
0: Well, I think a lot of it is we have to think of outside the box and and not be the average. That's right. We be ourselves, which can be and I'm going to say for everyone, you're going to be above average for your health. In the sense where most people will run the doctor for everything, will not listen. They, 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 I have McDonald's about two doors down. There's a line out the door every day. That's right. They, they don't really, either they don't care or they're naive in the sense where they don't know, but they're looking for, looking for an option for one too. So That's a lot right. of we really have a mindset of, of the change. Okay. I want to stick to this. I'm going to use Dina to help me be accountable. So make sure I stay on track. Even when I have bad days, I can still recover from those bad days
1: that's right that's right and people think that if they eat mcdonald's today and then three days from now and then five days from now well it's just one mcdonald's they don't realize that those little changes over time are going to add up to big results in six months or a year down the road
0: it's simple math my friends Acum- it,
1: is. Come it, on, is. Come on. it is and I if you're was- not uncomfortable you're not doing it right regardless good. of if you're not oh. uncomfortable you're not doing it right
0: good if someone says hey you're How are you feeling? Eh, Not good. Fantastic. Exactly. When you're causing the change. Exactly. I mean, we all understand. We understand the body is homeostatic, right? It wants to maintain balance. When we throw something off on it, maybe maybe changing how we eat, how we sleep, um, our overall lifestyle. It is a good stressor to get to a healthier state. But it may take you three, four, five weeks to get that, to feel a healthier state as your normal state. Right. It all comes down to Going on to our our last uh, kind of a last topic. What is menopause perimenopause and how does it help help women understand over 40? I'm assuming to understand how to get recovery from that or get back to better quality of life.
1: So women obviously start their menstrual cycles at a very young age. We end them at an older age. Mm Once you know when we're 12, 13, 15, however old we are, it's okay. This is a part of life. This is what's going to happen. Okay. That's. Not, I mean, there's things that you can do for abdominal cramps and those kinds of things. But then when we get older, we're told you started your cycle. Now it's time to end your cycle. So all these symptoms you're having, you're just going to have to deal with them. It's just a part of life. Well, that's not really the case. Definitely not the case. I mean you could have too much estrogen you could have not enough progesterone i mean there's a lot of different things that could go with you don't just have to suffer through the symptoms i guess is what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um yes it is a natural part of life but there's a whole lot of stuff that comes along with us that comes along with that that keeps women from living their best quality of life and you know they're tired and they're hot flashing and they're all these things and there is You know, you can get to the root cause of that. The root cause might be menopause, but there are natural ways to kind of combat that stuff.
0: Well, I think a lot of it is we talk about menopause, but I've I've talked to other experts about too, is a lot of it is it's a hormonal hormonal change in your body. Your body's trying to adjust to, and it may be normal, but let's check everything out and see if it is or not. First being told if you had said, hey, it's just part of your life. I'm like, whenever a doctor says, I'm like, just slap your doctor at that point.
1: Because normal is not optimal. Normal for you is not normal for me. So your optimal may not be my optimal. You know, and it all goes back to gut health and nutrition as well. You know, your estrogen is metabolized by your liver. It's distributed out throughout your body by your gut. So if you've got too much estrogen in your body, well, you're going to have all these crazy symptoms. So, yes, we should check your hormones to figure out what your levels are, not just, I'm not going to check your hormones. It's just menopause. There's nothing we can do about it.
0: And is it funny? Is it, if you want to call it going through healthcare, do most doctors, hey, you're, you're probably going through menopause, let's go check your hormones right now, see what's going on, or is it something where you have to really force them to do that?
1: I don't think any, I, I'm not, I can't say any, I can speak for me. In the sure. traditional medicine world, I do try to check hormones. um I do have people tell me, I've had clients in the functional medicine realm tell me, my doctor won't check my hormones. If you draw a lab and your lab is abnormal, you have to fix it. You have to do something about it. You can't just let an abnormal lab linger over here with not doing anything about it. And unless you're gynecology, OBGYN, you don't know much about hormones. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so.
0: When you go to your primary, you are not going to go, well, you got to go see an OBGYN, go see it. Like, they go, ah, you're probably just this. When you say, anytime a doctor says your project is probably normal, I always think in my head they're just saying I don't know without saying I don't know. Correct. I
1: agree.
0: It's amazing. Where why not get someone the help they need, especially they're not feeling well, not feeling like themselves, versus saying ah you'll be okay because you what I recommend, what I always say is would they say that to their mom, their aunt, someone exactly,
1: exactly. So I can honestly say having a baby at forty two has opened my eyes to. You know, I'm 45 now, so he's four. So mm-hmm. it's just opened my eyes to perimenopausal women and, and kind of what they go through at menopause. And so I just, I treat that very differently now.
0: What I like is that you can empathize with them and what you Absolutely. through. Absolutely. And now basically you understand their steps or whatever they're in, when they contact you, how to get to the better step and better step and better step. Correct. And what's the step you usually walk, walk them through? How does that step process
1: work? So we typically, if a woman comes in and she's very, um, or let's just say I have a client, let's talk about the functional medicine realm. Um, So if I have a client, the first thing we do is we're going to check those hormones and we're going to kind of see what her levels are. Absolutely. And then we're going to kind of, we're going to work on nutrition. We're going to work on all of the things that need to be worked on for hormonal balance, exercise, strength training. Um, There's just so many things that can that can help you rebalance your hormone without even taking estrogen or a pill or anything like that. So it's really just changing mindset, changing lifestyle, but making sure that they connect the dots and know what's going on. Like a lot of women, believe it or not, don't know. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they don't know things that they don't know. You just and you have to break it down. I mean, there is so much overwhelming information when you open up your computer about nutrition and lifestyle and postpartum and anxiety that they finally say, forget it and shut their computer. And they just keep on going. Mm -hmm. I had a client tell me today she knew she had heard all these things about all this nutritional stuff, but had no idea where to start because you read this and it tells you to do this. And you go over here and it says, nope, don't do that. Do this. It's so it's just there's just so much information out there. Information overload causes a lot of women to just shut down and just keep on going.
0: Well, men and men same thing too. Men are men are a little bit neanderthal sometimes. They don't they don't open the laptop. They don't how to work it. A lot right. of it is when they do, okay, I hear this from my buddy here. My buddy Johnny does over here. Problem is Johnny is not you, and, and and Sally is not Mary. What helped your mom may not help you at this time. That's right. So Understanding where they are and their health, talking to you, Dina allows them to go, how do I help me by understanding how are going to help me walk through the process, figure out what's working, what's not working, and how do we get that body to change over time? That's right. And, and time frame, changing hormones, what's the time frame for someone to get average to get their hormone levels to change where they feel normal again?
1: Honestly, I don't think it takes a very long time. I mean, you no. can change hormones within a matter of weeks. If someone's low in progesterone and they truly need a progesterone supplement and you start it, they notice changes almost immediately. Mm -hmm. so it's just i I don't think hormonal changes take very long to fix it's just women a lot of women when they start when you start talking to them about nutrition and exercise and this is what you need to help rebalance your hormones well they also want to lose 30 pounds and that didn't happen in four days so it must not be working for them so it just it all honestly it all goes back to mindset 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 mindset
0: good and when someone goes on supplements for progesterone and for other hormones too do you if someone stays on long because i don't know does that your body then recalibrates where it no longer needs to produce it itself or something to where it change i
1: think your body recalibrates i mean you if you ever do hormone like hormone replacement therapy mm-hmm. of any kind obviously it should be bioidentical hormones which is as close to your body what your body makes that can possibly be made outside of your body and it's the least amount of hormone for the least amount of time and that's based on symptoms. So you do a symptom assessment with your clients. I do a symptom assessment with my clients in the beginning, and then we may do another symptom assessment in a couple of weeks. But we're not going to keep checking labs. If your symptoms are improving, then you're, you know you have changes happening.
0: You know, at that point, do you recommend them on their own to start lowering their their hormone uh, supplements?
1: Yep, I do. And we and we assess symptoms based on that.
0: Good. So you're allowing them to get a reassessment continuously as their symptoms change, as their body improves, correct? Absolutely. It's it's not that hard to do, but when someone, it's like nothing. I said, they don't know, right. they put on progesterone for a, a, a high level, and also their body has other reactions. Now they're taking medications for now insomnia or something else going on. So now they have a pile of stuff they're taking versus looking at the main cause.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And getting to the root causes to me, I definitely am in healthcare. So I try to break it down for patients that aren't in healthcare, but it's really not that hard. It's very simple steps. It's just changing your mindset to know that these steps are going to take time. Wherever you are, you didn't get here overnight. You're not going to fix it overnight.
0: Well, and having having you, Dina, as a coach, what is the compliance rate success rate of someone who's has a coach or someone doing it on their own?
1: So for my one on one clients, I think the success rate has been very high. I've had patients who Mm -hmm. have lost the weight, but it's not so much the physical transformations that I hear praise about. It's just the mental transformations and it's just the transforming their lives from inside out and just feeling so much better. I think weight loss is just an added bonus when you start digging to the root cause and trying to change your habits.
0: Well, and it's actually long term, correct? That's all i down to when you change your habits, then you'll see your physical body change too. Correct. If someone that doesn't have a coach, what's the average success rate of doing it on their own?
1: I can't really give you a percentage, but I would say almost non-existent because the results aren't going to happen almost immediately and they're going to give up.
0: It, I think it the has, accountability
1: factor plays a huge role.
0: Huge. When you, when you work on someone one-on-one, what's your... Time for you to work with them per week is a couple hours per week. You call them here and there, text us here and there. How do you usually work with your clients?
1: So typically it's, um, I have a four month program and we have um, one-on-one visits every other week. So it's like twice a month for an hour, but then they have access to me in between those appointments. So like a
0: concierge clinician for them all the time. Yes. exactly. That's a lot of work, Deanna. What are you going to do with all your free, with, you have no free time then?
1: It's OK. It's just I, it's my passion. And I'm just mm-hmm. it's it's just what I want to do for these women. I, I feel at 46, I probably feel better than I ever felt in even my 30s, my late 20s, early 30s. Um, and everybody should. have. I mean, I just want everybody to feel good.
0: Isn't it amazing when you have that passion to help other people that actually gives you more energy? Like, OK, I help someone today. Boom. What, who's exactly. Next? Who's next?
1: exactly. And if you're doing what you love, it never feels like work. It really doesn't ever feel like work. No, 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 no. Nope.
0: Anything else I had missed that you want to talk about on the show that you help your clients with?
1: Nope. I think that's it. I think we covered everything.
0: I think so. I don't look at notes. I don't know what the notes are. Well, what I like about you, you send me the links to is your better sleep guide. I put on the show notes already too. Your, your, um, your website is Deanna is the, De, it's, it's pronounced Deanna Freeman wellness, even though your name is Dina. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure you understand that on there too. Understand she's gonna help you because she can empathize wherever you are in life, especially if you've had a baby. At that point, how do I get my how do I know where I am? That's that's step one, right? Am I is this normal right. for me? That's is right. Is this normal to where I am? If it's not, how do I get to better state? She'll help you walk you through that. Exactly.